with the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the two colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. What's up, everybody? It is Monday. It's 8 o'clock. It is 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, wherever it is you are. It is November 28th, 2022, and you are tuned in to the Drive-In Speaker Box, the uh, your favorite place for, for learning about life and talking about movies. And I am your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I am Slick Doggy the Grip. Right on. We're here. We just got back from Thanksgiving. Uh, we are. Uh, we're, we've been talking with everybody early on Twitch. You know, thanks for joining us early. Uh, Night actually said I should be proud. I influenced uh, her into getting a Google Chromecast so I can stop watching movies on my phone. You're welcome. I'm that. So, that warms my heart. I'm glad that you're watching movies as God intended. I've uh, updated my parents several times with uh, by getting them Chromecast uh, for the holidays, and I got them like one of the old old Chromecasts where it was just that you would cast to, from Chrome or whatever to the uh, TV, and it used to just be terrible quality cell phone traveling mm-hmm. over real bad Wi-Fi. But their newest one has like all the apps and stuff like that, and it just keeps getting better. So Chromecast yeah. is a uh, fair uh, alternative to using an Xbox or a fancy Blu-ray player. Is that something people still do? Blu-ray players with the I apps do. on them I, and things? I, I, have, I mean, the smart TVs are coming out. I mean, they're smarter than ever. Um, I got but, fancy new Xbox and PS5 that do all that stuff. Vince says, it always makes me laugh that Jake is five feet taller than Bo on the splash screen picture. That's because he is in real life. <laughs> I was about you. to stand say up, stand, up. stand up. Yeah, stand up. The cord's Just, not long enough. Like, look, you can still see my oh, face. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, because that's real life. Uh, yeah, that's that's the that's, magic of chairs. That um, picture is actually taken from a photo of when we met Joe Bob Briggs. Yes, was I wearing this hoodie in that photo? Uh, it l- looks like you probably were. Uh, I didn't know I had this hoodie that long. Yeah. So, <laughs> Velvet Santa says Jake is like the nanny from the Muppet Babies. Yeah, our teachers from um, <laughs> uh, Charlie, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> what, Jake? We're out of checks, Max. Yeah, um, or the uh, the parents and and cow and chicken or um, any of it. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the um, Charlie Brown, though, the, the the Peanuts Thanksgiving special didn't air on TV for the first time in the history of ever. Did they show? Uh, you had to like the Great Pumpkin on you Halloween. You had to like, stream it or something. I I, I read about it um, briefly while I was trying to ignore all things on Thanksgiving. But um, I was like, well, that's sad. But it's it's a it's a part of the evolution of the fall of our civilization and the way that we consume media. But you know, whatever. It's all traditions must die. Was Halloween was the Great Pumpkin? Probably not. And uh, no, are they going to do a Christmas one? Nah, the Christmas one. Now, I think I think they, they, they stopped showing It's a Wonderful Life on TV. Or uh, it's like, it was on was TV it last year. Okay. There's, there was one Christmas movie, I think, that they... they, they maybe, I can't... I'm not I mean, I can tell you, I've, I wish it was Christmas Story. I'm about tired of that. And I could do without the peanuts. Christmas time is here. This is a good song. Yeah, but I've heard it Vince so Garaldi. many times. Like, I like the... the, the, the the Vince Guaraldi, the rest of it, where it doesn't have the kids saying shit. Like, because one of them, kind of a, a weird, like, it almost sounds depressing, like, when I think about it, like, outside of my own experience. Um, like, on Christmas, I like driving around by myself at night. Um, and if that song, like, the, the, the bee, 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 when it's, like, sad and there's no kids singing, like, the, the other version, it's, like, it's just very Christmas to me. And it reminds me of all these Christmas movies that I really enjoy where it's just, like, everything's quiet. I'm, like, the only person out there. And um, that was the Home Alone soundtracks. Criminal That's true. Yeah, Home absolutely. Alone soundtracks are good. Uh, you know the only song I like to listen to for Christmas? Santa Claus and His Old Lady. Cheech and Chong, bro. Oh, I'm like, what are you talking about? Is this a Pornhub channel that I'm missing here? Um, I don't know what you're into on Christmas. What kind of stockings you wear? No, dude. Cheech and Chong, bro. I mean, like, that's any less innocent. It's, it's, it's about drugs and... No, it's not. It's about the, the dude that lived in the projects and he had all the, 
The little people that made the toys for them. The little, the, excuse me? Little people? Elves. They're elves. That's what they identify as. Um, ben says, back when it was a wonderful life, was free. I saw it on St. Patrick's Day, and it was tinted green. It was wild. Uh, TV stations were nuts. TV stations were cool. Like, remember back in the day? Um, there was always the the urban legend, and it wasn't urban legend because it happened all the freaking time. Or there'd be some disgruntled like uh, station op that was in like the program room switching buttons and would like put like three seconds of porn in the uh, middle of a Jeopardy episode or something. And that's uh, the second time in like thirty seconds he brought that up. We everyone knows what, what <laughs> what's going. It's on. because it's it happened. It's real, and that's what made me think of it. So. Um, yeah, it's just how my brain works. Yeah, like that, that's one of the whole concepts of the movie Scrooged is they take over the TV station because Bobcat Goldthwait comes in with the. Speaking with the of Bobcat Goldthwait, Goldthwait, I think he's performing in Fayetteville very soon. What? Um, yes, hang on. Um, here, let me use my computer that I have. Uh, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Bo's foreign films. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Bobcat Goldwaith live at the Grove, Saturday, December 17th. What? Um, he's Where is th- that? That weekend, it's at the Grove in Rogers. It's a comedy club, uh, which leads me to another. We have a comedy club? It's in Rogers, yeah. It's, um, and uh, uh, Kevin Nealon played like a week and a half ago. Um, I missed Kevin Nealon? You missed Kevin Nealon. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> I think he's really funny, man. But here's here's the other special announcement, guys. Drive-in speaker box. I'm going to make it happen. I don't know how yet, but I'm going to make it happen. But I want to say it's like in May. I've already bought my tickets. Um, but let, here, let me find the date before I totally announce this. Uh, and I'm going to scroll. And then Jake's eyes is going <laughs> to... The weekend of May 18th through the ninth, or the 20th. I'm going to try and hook up some very lucky drive-in speaker box viewers. We're going to have some sort of contest. I'm going to challenge some, and it'll be really for people that live in Northwest Arkansas. Um, but we're going to we're going to try and get some more viewers. We're going to try and spread the drive-in speaker box. The more likes and shares and follows you help us get, I'm going to give you two tickets to see Polly Shore live at the Grove the weekend of May 18th. Dude, I want to go in, in there Arkansas. and wheeze the juice. Yes, it's it's happening. It's for real, uh, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some tickets. Um, I think I, you know, if you want to get your own tickets, uh, I, I think the Saturday shows are already sold out, and this is a show happening in May. Um, you know, I've got tickets for the the Thursday show, uh, but the the Weasel himself is going to be here in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that some driving speaker box viewers get some tickets. And uh, get to enjoy that show, uh, courtesy of the Driving Speaker Box. Why so. do I just now find out about this? Because you got to stay. So actually, okay, you know that's a really good segue into. Um, here, let me just. Are you gonna do like Link? Since no. we're talking about the weasel. No, I'm just gonna put him underneath this cup, and I'm gonna set him free later. Um, caught that moth. Uh, anyway. What was I saying? Yes. Uh, I was talking about this the other day with someone um, because I went and saw the um, Royal Winnipeg Ballet's production of The Nutcracker uh, at the Walton Arts Center. Um, Fancy man. Yeah, I got, well, I got free tickets. Um, I was, it was Wednesday, I believe, and a couple of the backstage crew people from the um, uh, costuming department because little did I know, which I've been informed now that I got a backstage tour of um, the the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, is that they're one of the few ballet companies in North America that, that makes all their own costumes in house like they have an entire you know um, stitching and sewing department you know and um <laughs> come on down Vince. come on down Vince. it's gonna drive 14 and a half hours to see Polly Shore for free it's like the a hundred dollars worth of tickets um you know they're like 50 bucks each um you can come down and and see Polly Shore on on my dime um, anyway, so, um, yeah, a, a friend of mine was like, oh man, uh, is this the last night of the show? You know, I went and I saw it and, and anyway, uh, I got free tickets cause some of the backstage crew was coming down to pinpoint all week this uh, past week and really loving the bar. And they kept telling more of the crew and they, they're like, well, you got to come see the show. You got to come see the show. And I was like, well, Sunday is about the only time I can see it. And they're like, oh, it's our last show. You got to come down. So I went down, yada, 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 long story short. Um, 
but I was talking to a friend and they were like, I, I, how did I not hear about this? And I, and I was talking about, uh, you know, anytime I tell people like, I'm going to go see a movie, they go, what'd you see? And I go glass onion. They go, what's that? I've never heard of it. And it's like, how have you not heard of it? You know? And I understand why people haven't heard of these things. And it goes into something that we were talking about in the pre-roll edition of the show. Like, you know, uh, cause I've been coming up here early and chatting for about a half hour with everybody on Twitch. Um, so you can join in that fun where, if you want, uh, next week, but or you can just keep watching on Facebook or YouTube or, uh, you know, whatever. Or you can just keep downloading the podcast wherever it is you download your podcast from. Um, so uh, getting, to, getting to the working overtime part of the story, um, you know, I, I, I got to thinking about it and I explained, you know, why people don't hear about these things and they don't hear about these movies is because, A, you kind of have to seek this information out, right? Mm. And, you know, I didn't just organically hear about Polly Shore. Like, a friend of mine who's a stand-up comic was talking about The Grove, and I looked up The Grove, and then, boom, I looked through the ticket thing, and I scrolled down. I was like, holy shit, Polly Shore, what yeah. the... Yeah, well, that's like until, what, three to five minutes ago? I had no idea that Northwest Arkansas had, like, an a official comedy, comedy club. Because it's all just people going to restaurants and, and a bar here and there, mm-hmm. uh, doing open mic night, like, once every two weeks or something like that, maybe. Maybe. Velvet Santa says, or you can download the show from LimeWire. Please don't do that. Well, like, it doesn't sound safe. A, it's not safe. B, that is piracy at its absolute worst. You know, I mean, when a performer... It's already free. You know, when a performer comes, you know, goes on a tour, like, and, and charges tickets, like, there's a strict no cell phone policy, and that means someone broke that and, and disrespected that rule. I think he's talking about our podcast. Oh, the podcast? We are on LimeWire? I doubt it. What? No. <laughs> Sam, you're distracting me. Um, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yo, you got to find this information. you got to seek this information out. And, um, you know, what happens is the algorithms of our world think that they're only going to show us the things that they think that we want to see, right? And um, unless you're actually going out and looking for some of the stuff, like w- weekly searching out what movies are coming out or tuning into a show like this and learning about what movies are coming out, it's you, you just going by your day-to-day business, you know, it's not going to go, we interrupt your normal daily sandwich and uh, let you know what movies are coming out this week. Like you have to be looking for it. Once upon a time, marketing was all about like, okay, a, a expertly placed billboard or a commercial on TV. TV or who watches you know, TV anymore? Or a magazine ad, or something that you would, or a flyer. You know, remember flyers? Like you'd be walking down the street and you'd see a poster or a flyer. But so many of those things don't work anymore. And um, you know, we we got programmed to rely on digital ways of getting people's attention. But then, as that started to become the norm, these digital platforms learned how to monetize that and bury our information unless people just spend gobs and gobs and gobs of money to allow their bits of information to reach your eyes. And, um, you know, you, you, you have to um, make a point. Like, if there's something that you like, if you're into comedy or you're into movies or you want to be into movies, make an iota of effort to seek out this information. Do some Google searching. Like, it's not – the information's not going to come to you if you want – uh, if you want to experience new things and try new things or eat new foods or see new movies, you got to be looking for it. And people ask me all the time, how do I know about all this stuff? Because I'm always looking. I'm always looking around. I'm always asking questions and going to places that are new that I've never heard of before. And I feel so much of what we do now is like, I'm not going to do it unless I've heard of it before. And then it's kind of continuing to narrow everybody's view of what's out there available to them. So anyway, end rant, hashtag, whatever. <laughs> Hashtag whatever. Hey, you know what? Talking about how people don't um, watch TV and things like that anymore. You know that uh, Bob Iger is back in control at Disney again. Yeah. Everybody was thinking they're going to sell to Apple. <laughs> what? Yeah, there was a rumor going on the internet that they were going to sell like, like Disney, some Disney Plus properties and stuff to Apple and. Bob Iger is not a salesman. He's a buying, he's a monster buyer. He's like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to own this. Anyway. Uh, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, he's back in control at Disney. And uh, he was talking recently. Uh, he said that his top priority now that he's back in control at Disney is going to be to make streaming profitable. And it's not how? Uh, that's the thing. 
you know, you we always say, I'd be interested to see the metrics. Where's the money that streaming makes? How many viewers? So apparently from the interview uh, with him and the things that I was reading, he was saying that investors and everyone uh, stock market have been looking at how many viewers, uh, how many subscriptions they can sell, mm-hmm. but that doesn't actually translate to how much Money. money it's making especially an individual an individual thing you know well because a subscriber can be a free trial person that is paying nothing and they quit after that so they want to see what the actual money is and he said his pure focus is going to be to find a way to model streaming to make it where it is a profitable thing uh, this is what I warned everyone about but in maintain, 2004 maintain TV and film at the same time right yeah, no um this is the beginning of the end. And it's going to be so what's going to happen is you know they're going to go uh, a free model um that was a stream by the minute. Uh what I predict happening is it's going to go the way of kind of what a lot of Amazon Prime is doing right now. You know, it's like you got a lot of access to some pretty free content, right? But then there's a lot of movies there that you have to pay for. And they're going to probably start like iTunesing the, the the stuff to where instead of like fourteen ninety nine or nine ninety nine, it's gonna be like ninety nine cents. What's a dollar? You know, what's a dollar? And your subscription, you're gonna be like, well, your subscription's free. You know, you can watch all this other stuff that has maybe ads or whatever. But if you want to watch this, it's it's ninety nine cents microtransaction. What's a dollar? What's some DLC? You know, and then they're gonna find that each subscriber that would normally pay you know, $9.99 a month to have access to all this stuff is now paying $50 a month, $60 a month because everything they want to see is like a buck. They're going to do the mobile games yes. thing. Yes, Farmville, the Farmville model. I think I sh- I th- There's like a straight up like a third person shooter game that I got on my phone and I've probably dumped 25 bucks into it. Well, and I, you know, that's, I think it was, it was, uh, um, it's not Zazzle, it's, um, some company, I think, that starts with a Z, the people that did Farmville. Uh, I, I want to say that that was the company. Again, I'm not looking at any notes. This is straight off my my dome here. But that was the company that really sort of put Zynga. Yes, thank you, Vince. It was Zynga. I knew it started with a Z. Um, put microtransactions on the map and made all of these people like really look at this, which, I mean, they weren't the first one to invent it. They were the first one to really take it to the bank and just make bajillions of dollars. Um, and then they started uh, purchasing other games that were free and viral and then going, oh, how can we microtransact this? But once they got into the microtransaction game and other companies started seeing that they were making millions and billions of dollars off this stuff, then all of a sudden, oh, every bit of DLC is now this and everybody, oh, here's a free. There's all these free games that just uh, decided to pop up. But if you want that sword or you want that bonus crystal or you want the, the building time to be ex- you know faster, yeah. then you gotta you got you to gotta fork over that. What's fifty cents? Oh, you want some extra gems? It's a dollar ninety nine. You want a bucket of gems? Well, it's fourteen ninety nine. You have all the gems that you think you'll ever use in the entirety of this game. But guess what? It's only a week's worth, and because you'll get just gem crazy, and you'll be spinning these gems just like a, like a, a, a you know Scrooge McDuck at the at the end of Christmas being visited by the the, the three Scrooge ghosts. Scrooge McDuck could afford any mobile game, but I'm just uh, the, you know, <coughs> throwing his gold coins. Well, talking Prime, uh, since that was brought up, did you see that uh, one of your favorite creators uh your your one of your favorite people in film uh has signed a four film deal with amazon who to write direct and produce i don't know if i saw this news multifaceted multi-talented uh the lead of amazon uh video referred to him as multi-hyphenated something or another because he has everything going for him Tyler Perry, man. Oh, God. He's the big, big sign-on for oh, Amazon. Four-film deal. Jennifer Salk, their head of Amazon Studios, said Tyler Perry's... Tyler un- Perry's Medea's <coughs> Amazon takeover. Undeniably one of the most <clears throat> prolific creators of our time. Whoa. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So there you go. Amazon Holy is... shit. It, it went on to praise him further. Uh, but uh, Amazon is super yeah. stoked. Jean-Paul Sartre, <laughs> like you know, uh, we've got uh, uh, who who else is 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 a great uh, Spielberg? A, a, yeah, Steven Spielberg. You know, 
Um, give me a give me a big t- t- Mark Twain, and then Tyler Perry, uh, prolific, prolific creator of our time. Um, yeah, jeez, <laughs> Halloween, Her- Hellerween, Hellerween, Hellerween. Um, yeah, man, just <laughs> art, you know. So that's Amazon. That makes me hate. <laughs> People wonder why I get salty about stuff. It's hey, news like that. Talking about things that people don't like. Uh, you see that Helena Bonham Carter uh, came out and said that people need to uh, leave J.K. Rowling alone. Did and you? What's that guy's name? Chris. Chris Crocker. Yeah. Leave J.K. Rowling alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was like, uh, "Everyone's allowed to have their opinions, okay? Idiots, leave her alone, okay? She didn't say anything." aggressively uh so you know you don't understand her trauma that's what she said she said everyone has a trauma that forms their opinions and um she's allowed to have her opinions and express those and she goes and i get that every other harry potter star ever except for me has stepped away and been like oh, that's crazy <laughs> you know and don't want anything to do with her but she's except like, for those royalty checks yeah but no not but, a single harry potter star has said please stop sending me those checks well, that's because it doesn't so yeah uh so yeah helena bottom carter one of the few defenders of uh, J.K. Rowling out there, which was a weird thing to see in the news. Um, Vince said, yeah, she said Johnny Depp was vindicated and J.K. is persecuted. Yeah, so, and that was the thing. Well, she said, yeah, Johnny Depp was proved innocent in his libel case or whatever, basically. Um, so, yeah, who 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 knows what's going on there? I just thought that was interesting to see that there was one person in her corner uh, whereas everyone else was like, Ugh. I mean, I put a, I put a, you know, a Harry Potter booth in our Christmas deal. We're serving butter beer and we mm-hmm. have birdie bots, every flavor shots, but we don't allow trans people to get them. But you know, it's one of those <laughs> things that, you know, we're just trying to stay true to the work. Um, but no, I mean, like, uh, jokes aside, I, I think that it's, do you change the you can, price on it after someone orders it? And like, <laughs> what the hell? And you're like, oh, well, that's what I meant at the beginning. At the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're like, how much was that again? You're like, oh, since you asked. It's actually, it's actually this. completely um, different. But, yeah. you know, I mean, Harry Potter, we all loved it. You know, we all loved it. We can't pretend that we didn't. We can't go back and say, oh, actually, I really hated that because I hate J.K. Rowling. It's like... Why? It, that's the J.K. Rowling thing to do. Yeah, you, but... You have but, something set, and that's the way you view things, and then someone asks you about it on Twitter, and you're like, you know what? Screw everything I said before. This is the new canon. You know, and I think that that, I think, why are we still giving, why are we still caring about J.K. Rowling? She hasn't created anything interesting and new uh, since this. You know, how about we just like say, hey, you're crazy, um, but thank you for this thing that you made that we, that gave us some joy, uh, but well, you crazy. Because as the creator, she uh, can uh, affect it still, you know, like her. Because she owns things. the IP, right? But, um, you know, she can't go back and change the movies. She can't go back and change the books that are already written. Um, yeah, well, Vince, the, the, the two more Beast movies may not happen. Yeah. Uh, I was well, reading an article about that, and they... Um, so, and, and that was something in the news, like... Uh, Warner Brothers killed off the 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 Wizarding World, right? The Wizarding World's dead. It's never gonna happen again. And then, like, almost immediately, they're like, "Well, here's the new thing about wizards." So. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the problem is, is it, it is undeniable that the world loved Harry Potter. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people are gonna, go, "I never did. No way. No, not me." Uh uh-uh. uh And <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, maybe a small percentage of people in the world. We're not Harry Potter fans, but for the most part, we all were. I mean, I've been to the Wizarding World. I mean, I enjoyed those books, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change my mind and, and say that I didn't enjoy those books. But I've do I still re- think J.K. Rowling kind of sucks? Yeah, but I can still enjoy those books. Do I, do I love Conan the Barbarian, the the, the film? Absolutely. Is that director a humongous piece of shit? One hundred percent. Hey, um, uh, which reminder? That's coming up in two weeks at the movie theater. If you want to mm-hmm. go watch Conan, well, don't go see it. You can't, Jake. That guy sucks. Nah, forget like, that, bro. It's sick. Uh, Velvet Santa said the Harry Potter is like the two game on Star Trek where everyone's like, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. And like Wes is like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but yeah. who was it? Uh, uh, it was Ashley Judd that rescues him in that the episode with Ashley Judd. I where, remember. Yeah. He thinks that she's uh, super cute. And then uh, 
everyone's getting like the weird pleasure from the from the game and like you gotta try the game dude and he's like i don't want to try the game and they're like put on the goggles bro do it yeah uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's that's enough of 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 those. We 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 got to talk about. We got to move on. I mean, oh. do you have any other news things that you want to jump in? Because we're, yeah. we're running out of time for the segment. Okay, all right. Uh, R.I.P. Jason David Frank. That was a shocker um, in the news. Green slash White Ranger. Uh, we talked. Yeah, we mentioned that last week. Oh, the, had that already happened mm-hmm. last week? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, Yellowstone, nineteen twenty three trailer came out it will be coming out december 18th it has harrison ford and helena bonham or not helena bonham Carter, helen mirren another say i'm not gonna see this movie no No way it's a tv series someone asked about uh if we watched 1899 or whatever it's on my list yeah that's the one with like sam elliott right uh, I didn't. Or there, there's some Yellowstone 18 something. Or no, that has no, Sam 1899 Elliot. is like a is like a it's sci-fi. Thing. Okay. It's like a historical sci-fi thing. Uh, but 1923 Harrison Ford stuff, probably a sequel to Cowboys and Aliens, if I had to guess. Really, uh, given the time period, Harrison Ford, who is getting de-aged in Indiana Jones. Did you talk about that last week? Just a little bit. Yeah, um, oh man, not looking forward to in, Indiana to Jones that. Five is just going to be such a train wreck. But <clears throat> whatever, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, Vince says never seen Yellowstone but get huge CBS vibes you should because it's done by Paramount which is huge, huge CBS vibes yeah um, all right. Well, uh, let's talk about what's coming out in theaters this week because that's what that's what we do at the first the thirty minute mark. Um, we've got a handful of movies that are coming out. Most of them Apple Plus, uh, like Emancipation, which is the new action thriller from uh, with Will Smith uh, coming out. I think that one's on Apple Plus. And then Sa- Savage Salvation with Robert De Niro and John Malkovich. I think coming out to streaming. They're at, they're saying it's hitting theaters, but that maybe maybe means like one or two. Yeah, Will Smith was saying that he really hopes that him slapping the shit out of Chris Rock doesn't. Make- Make people not go watch his movie. We'll see. You know, uh, didn't work for JK. So, uh, but the movie that's coming out in theaters nationwide that I think is going to make a lot more money than um, I think they anticipated it making when they made this film because the marketing for this has been blowing up all over the internet. But Violent Night, I want to see it. I think everyone wants to see it because now that I think now that it's commonplace to accept that Die Hard and Gremlins are Christmas movies and Lethal Weapons Christmas movies, I think people are going, oh, okay, you know, and Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think a lot of people still haven't figured out, except for all of us horror heads, Garbage Day. But um, <laughs> well, people will get around to it one day. You'll find out. They got around to Die Hard. I never thought that they'd get around to Die Hard and Gremlins. I mean, they they like them as those movies, but it's only been in the past like five years where people are like, oh yeah, it's really cool to think that Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's it like is it a al- Christmas It movie. always has been, you It's like Lethal Weapon. No, draggers. What ha- they're setting up the Christmas tree. Like, yeah. That's the whole thing. And listen to the score. Listen to the score completely separate from those movies, and you'll go, oh shit, yeah, it's all Christmas music. Anyway, David Harbour as uh, Santa Claus, John Leguizamo as bad guy, which he's in the menu, which we talked about last week as well. He's just a lot of John Leguizamo. He just must be either on one or bored or need some money or whatever, but he's all over the place right now. Um, the Leguizamo-sants may be approaching. I don't know. But uh, I think this looks really fun. You know, it kind of reminds me of a reverse, um, what is it, um, dial, dial something Pierre Noel or whatever. It's like a French action horror movie action christmas movie where the the santa is like this homeless dude and he dresses up as as a as a santa and he breaks into it's like very home alone before home alone was made hmm. and um yeah somebody somebody in the chat will find it it's like dial something pierre noel uh, which is like a thing that they did in France. They had these phones that you used to be able to dial and like call the North Pole, and this kid does it, and this homeless man finds out where he is addressed. He's like a super rich kid. French, but French Santa's name is Pierre. Bien Noël. Um, but uh, yeah, and then it's very Home Alone vibes. But the the Santa, it's like it reminded me of that. Like somebody watched that movie and was like, "Ooh, let's let's make it a good guy and have him beating up bad guys." But it's also kind of like that movie I watched uh, for the show uh, year two ago with Mel Gibson and he's Santa and he's getting hunted down by the guy that never got his weenie whistle or whatever the hell. Yeah, uh, Santa Claus, yeah. That was that was um um Judge Reinhold. Well that's in the Santa Claus. Yeah. I'm talking the one in the the Mel Gibson movie. It's played by oh, uh, Walter gotcha. Goggins. Walter or Goggins, yeah. yeah. Uh Vince threw up that name. It was three six one five code Pierre Noel. So I was close. I mean how am I supposed to remember three six one five? I am just my encyclopedia in my noggin of movies can only go so far. But if you've never watched that, 
it's a really good time. And um, I don't know if Joe Bob's ever done a, a showing of it, but um, it's it's pretty pretty damn good. So um, enjoy that one. Violent Nights coming out, so I think it's I think it'll be fun. We're gonna go see it. Yeah, I want see to. It. Looks um, good. I you know I don't know if it's gonna play all the way through Christmas. Which I would, I wish that it was coming out a little closer to Christmas because I want my family to see this because they, we, we always go and see a movie on Christmas Day. It's just kind of like a tradition. And I wish it was this movie. But my mom's going to get mad. She's like, don't go see it without us. And I was like, I have to. <laughs> just the way it is. Uh, what was the name of the Goldberg Santa Harbor? Santa Slay, S L A Y, was the name of that movie. Great. Kind of like Jack Frost. Which the horror movie Jack Frost, not to be uh, misunderstood with the one with Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton. Uh, where he he kills a lady in the shower with like an icicle penis, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, but no, I do not approve of, of that. Actually, it was made for a hilarious scene though. It was a terrible movie, Jack Frost. I, I don't. And it had one of those three um, D uh, vin vin. What's the word? Vin venticular. I think is the word. The venticular um, little images on the box cover. And, you know, or you, oh you, yeah, you could move it left the and right. Snowman would, uh, yeah, it'd be like a happy snowman. Then he'd be an angry snowman. We had the teeth um, and everything. Yeah, VHS box covers, dude, at their finest. Uh, the highlight brick or brack of the day early in the, in the chat was um, Frankenweenie. So speaking of VHS tapes, just highlighting that one again. Thanks, Night Ashley, for cashing in some of those channel I points. I don't know that Jack Frost came out when VHS was still a thing. It had the DVD. No, it had a VHS. Um, it had the ventricular cover on the VHS. The last VHSs were released in 99. When did that movie come out? Uh, I thought it was way later a, than that. I worked in a video store. Let's see. Jack Frost came out in 98. Or wow. no, 97. Wow. 97. So, yes. He's chilling and killing, it says. After an accident that left murderer Jack Frost dead in a genetic material, the vengeful killer returns as a murderous snowman to exact his revenge on the man who sent him to be executed. 97, really? Yeah, dude. Scott McDonald was Jack Frost. Uh, and a bunch of up-and-comers that never came, I guess. Hmm. There you go. Uh, Vince says, do you know that Snowman was supposed to be Clooney? That's why the face looks exactly like Clooney instead of Keaton. I never really thought about that. Because um, I, I never really liked the Keaton uh, Snowman movie. I, I wasn't I wasn't a fan. Um, so, anyway, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. You can check it out. We will be checking it out. Now it's time to talk about some stuff. Let's talk about... Let's talk about Slumberland because I didn't see it, but it is Netflix. It's not a theater. I'm going to save the theatrical after. I'm going to do the theatrical thing after this. I'm mm. going to talk about Glass Onion. Then we'll save Wednesday for the last because we haven't watched all of it yet. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Slumberland. So uh, kind of like Glass Onion. It's made for streaming, but a theatrical production type thing. Like it could have been released in the theater, no problem. I think. Um, it is a movie of all right <laughs> of a girl so it, it's it's not doing anything new right there's 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 nothing new here uh, but it, it's about like a girl and her father they live alone in a lighthouse um, the dad has to leave and he's totally in the, normal in the middle of telling her like a bedtime story uh, about all of these adventures that him and this friend of his uh, had why does she look like Saoirse Ronan a little bit um, but he, hey, did you see what it did there pronounced it correctly yeah you're welcome uh he uh but he leaves in the middle of telling her this story that he uh is telling her of the adventures that he had when he was like kind of like a criminal outlaw type character when he was a thief and all this before he settled down with her and and they they began living in this lighthouse but he leaves he he becomes lost at sea never to be seen again and she is forced to go live with her um just completely out of touch uncle who is not keen on having a kid. So is this anything based like on um, Little Nemo? Because I know I noticed that the main character or the girl is named Nemo. No. And she's in a flying bed, which is very Little Nemo. It's, it's, it's kind of like Little Monsters uh, a little bit. Okay. Um, so, th so the whole thing is that... She, she has really vivid dreams because her dad has told her all of these Kyle Chandler really vivid her, stories who is everyone's dad and everything right yeah. and um 
she goes to live with her uncle who's just totally not creative and he's the most boring dude and him and her dad are totally estranged because her dad's like the most exciting guy in the world and her uncle is a doorknob salesman like he is that he, chris o'dowd yeah, because yeah. I from uh, uh, the IT crowd. I really love Chris O'Dowd. He is hysterical. He did a really good. If you've never watched Get Shorty, he, well, in this he's like the most serious, bland dude ever, right? Like that's his whole thing. He's the owner of a company that makes and sells doorknobs and drawer pulls, and he thinks that's I the most thrilling thing in the world. Uh, so her escape and and everything is her dreams, and she is trying to see her dad again in her dreams because she encounters the character that is Jason Momoa in her dreams, Flip, right? And and he is this like crazy character just tearing through the lighthouse when she shows up there in her dreams, and he's like, I gotta find this map because if we can find a pearl, you can wish for anything in your dreams and have whatever you want. And she's like, I want to see my dad again. And he was like, Well, we can, you can do that if you can get a pearl. Um, and they convenient. They're right next to the ocean. Right. Well, you have to travel to the sea of nightmares and dive to the bottom uh, and uh, obtain a pearl. And the whole time there's like this harder than he previously advertised. Super evil octopus nightmare that's coming after you the whole time. Uh, but it turns out Flip is like this dream criminal. Uh, he's a thief from all of these dreams. And um, the the Bureau of Dreams that is, reminds me is of time after him. I mean, it's kind of like a little bit of everything. Um the, the point of it is this girl goes on adventures with this guy. He kind of also is just using her for his own means, but it turns out he's lost in slumberland. He's been stuck there for years. He doesn't remember who he is because she's like, who are you in the real world? He goes, I don't know. Uh, Your name and, is Kohaku River. Yeah. Yeah. And his his whole thing is that get out of here, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, he wants his wish, why he wants, he wants a pearl so that he can remember who he is and she wants to see her dad again and then you know touching um story of of life and uh letting go and coming of age and a little bit but more so it's being an 11 year old and and having that loss and being having to cope with it and and yeah that kind of like growing up but also like realizing that her uncle is her family and him and her finding a way to bond and everything like that it ends up being a pretty good movie actually um they travel through people's dreams like inception Mm -hmm. uh type thing like they go from door to door within these dreams these hidden doors to travel between other it's just a bunch of people in classrooms with no pants they talk about dreams like that. There's different dream areas. Where teeth are falling out. Yeah, stuff like that. But they go to recurring dreams. And so, like, there's the uh, Canadian that's riding, riding a giant goose. Uh, there is the little Bosozoku boy who's driving a dump truck through a glass city and just tearing the place up. That sounds kind of awesome. There's this dude who's preening himself in the mirror, and he's, like, sharp-dressed. He, he looks like Morse Day. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, and and not to spoil it, which was a fun. Was part it Morris Day? No. When he wakes up, it's like a totally bald guy, and his whole his whole dream is like remembering like his heyday type thing when he had like hair and he was a sharp dressed dude and everything. Um, but they go through all these people's dreams as as part of this adventure, and eventually he gets locked up because he's a criminal. She goes back and rescues him once she kind of figures out more about who who he is and stuff like that. It, it ends up being like a fun adventure. It's a good kids movie. Um, I, I, I liked it, man. It was. Right it's not a bad movie. It's worth the time <laughs> to watch it. It's one of the few things where Netflix gets something and you're like, well, I, I would watch that. Um, not really quite like Wednesday, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, no, not so much. It's like a little touching story kids movie and ends up being uh, a, a lot of fun. So, Well, right on. That's out there on Netflix right now. You can check it out. It is streaming currently uh came out last week uh the movie i was going to talk about tonight is glass onion of course this is the new movie uh that is a glass onion a knives out adventure or whatever they're calling it which i thought was absolutely a knives out mystery i think it's a what's going to happen with the next one is it going to be called like you know spruce goose a glass onion and knives out mystery like like how far are you going to make us try and remember that this is a sequel to this other movie just like call it something else kind of like they did with the you know murder on the orient express and then the the you know the subsequent sequels that are coming out that just have their own names like well but it's all it's murder on well, maybe so, but um, franchise, like, or just call it Knives Out 2, you know? 
I, 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 or, or, or just start calling it by the character. Like, I, I hate this a Knives Out. It's like the first one. The first one, they have to stick with the title, even though, I don't know, it's ridiculous. But Ryan Johnson uh, with Benoit Blanc, who is played by Daniel Craig with his super cringy southern uh, accent that he has. Uh, with a with a ensemble all star cast: Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Catherine Hahn, uh, Janelle Mon- Monet, uh, who is actually steals the show. Uh, Jessica Henwick, you know you've you've seen her. Madeline Klein from uh, the the Netflix thing with the 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 the, sh- the the treasure hunt one where they go look around and it's all Abercrombie and Fitch treasure hunt. Um, Outer Banks, that's what it was. Uh, what shows are you watching? It's just it was like a huge thing on Netflix, uh, but this this movie is is a whodunit. You know, it's a fun whodunit. It is a very predictable whodunit. Much like I felt about Knives Out, everybody's like, "Oh my God, did you see Knives Out? It was like the most heady psychological twists and turns and everything. Couldn't figure it out." <laughs> if you've seen a whodunit, like this is not going to give you any twists or any turns. And there are parts where even at the end, they kind of acknowledge how dumb and obvious all this was. Like Daniel Craig's character, um, Benoit, he, he gets upset at how stupid this was and how he didn't see it. He's just like, ah, this is the stupidest thing. I uh, should have called this from ages ago. Uh, Vince says, thank you, Knives Out was pretty predictable. Um, I agree. You know, I think that movie... Uh, it was fun. It doesn't just because a whodunit is predictable doesn't mean it's not fun. Okay, you know I think that the the, the a whodunit is about the 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 character study and the fun along the way, kind of like Clue. You know, yeah, that's how that Slumberland movie was. I, I saw everything coming from five minutes in. Didn't affect it. Still made it. Whereas a fun movie. Well, and there's there's so much about this movie I think that is twice as predictable as the first one, but twice as enjoyable. You know, I'm not going to say that the 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 mystery was the best part of this movie. It was the performances. You know, the watching them interact. Some of the some of the dark comedy that happened. Edward Norton was hilarious. It's a, it's got a lot of social commentary about you know uh, what was going on in the pandemic and uh, rich and powerful people and what they're willing to do to stay rich and powerful. Um, it's uh, it, it, and, and that's what really it's about. It's about seeing Dave Batista carry a gun in front of his penis in a speedo for most of the time and being an asshole, and it's kind of funny. And then seeing like um, you know Janelle Monet play like you know some really interesting character. Uh, I don't I don't want to I don't want to give anything away because even though it's just. It's not like giving it away. There's no spoilers in this movie. Benoit solves the crime. Like, you know, the bad guy, the the person that you think is the bad guy from the very beginning is the bad guy at the very end. Like, whoa, spoiler alert. Uh, Vince says, I don't like a movie that thinks that they say it isn't dumb is a free pass. It's not. I mean, it kind of jumping shark is not a free pass. And I feel like a lot of movies do that. They go, and we've talked about this on the show. If they acknowledge it in the movie, then they're, they're kind of free of, from criticism. Yeah. If you actually, there's another YouTube show. If you watch the, um, uh, 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 pitch meeting show he does that. He'll talk about that a lot where it's like, and then one of the characters points out that it's stupid so that we're not at fault here. And the, and the producers always like, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't you think people? He's like, no, it works every time. Well, I like where you're going. Uh, it does work every time. And this movie, you know, again, the, the title says it all. And, and Daniel Craig says it in the movie. It's like, much like a glass onion, you think it's going to have all of these complex layers that you need to peel back, but really you can see right through it. And that's what the title of the movie's about. Um, that is the whole metaphor of the glass onion, even though it's supposed to be named after this bar that they all met at and he built this glass onion. But that's the metaphor is, is layers you can see through. It's not as complex as you think it's going to be. But have fun. Buckle up and enjoy some good performances and funny funny um scenes and it's 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 just a fun movie you know <clears throat> whodunits are kind of fun and they're they're low stakes you know the the world isn't getting destroyed you know it's just a it's just a fun mystery M- much like anything that's why i love agatha christie movies because they're dumb and they're they're fun and the main character is engaging and you just enjoy watching these characters figure it out because you've already figured it out and yeah well or like the orient express there's not a way to figure it out because at the end it's like oh everyone did it because you're like who who could it be and at the end it's like 
all of y'all. And there's there's everyone. A, there's a bit like that in here where it was impossible to figure out because mm-hmm. of a, a thing that happens that you become privy to middle of the movie and you're like, uh, oh, okay. Like, but there's no way you could have put that together with any of the clues that were given in the the, the beginning of the film. Um, but it doesn't mean it's not bad. I, I think you should go see it, especially since it's only going to be in theaters maybe this weekend, even though it is doing pretty good at the box office. Netflix has only done a very limited release of this. They planned on only doing you know about a 10-day run um, from weekend to weekend. But since it is doing so well, they may keep it in for another week, depending on what theaters are going to carry it. You know, I mean, I was talking to some people at our local Malco, which is the only theater that's playing it here. And they didn't want to put it in um, more than one theater, even though the one theater was selling out. They were like, well, we got to make, you know, Black Panther. We got to make sure we got all these rooms. And it's like, well, Black Panther isn't selling out. Everybody wants to see Knives, uh, the Knives Out sequel. Let's put it in another theater. And the manager there made the, made the call, um, even though corporate was like, no, 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 no. Because <clears throat> all this is about money. Uh, so go check it out. Like, I think. Yeah, it's going to be on Netflix later, but again, something that I say a lot on the show is see things in theaters that are not big laser blockbusters. Going back to, I can't remember who said it in the chat, but how box office people were and and spectators were impressed with this because it it did do well at the box office, even though this was one of the slowest Thanksgiving box offices on record, but it it was a successful movie without being something that involved lasers and superpowers and IPs that are 20 years old or whatever. So if you want to see more things like this exist, go see it in the theater. Go, it's, it's, only, it's 10 bucks. You know, go see it. And it's it's good. It's a good time. Yeah, that's like <clears throat> uh, that last Cronenberg movie that came out and stuff like that. There's a lot of good movies that hit the theater and people just find a yeah. way to not do it. Um, and like I said about the menu last week, um, Movie Albert over there on Twitch said he did see the menu and loved it. And that's another one of those movies that, like, go see that movie in a theater. You know, it's it's not going to – Black Panther's going to run all the way through Christmas. I promise you. I've already read the articles. They say it's going to stay there. You're like, well, i got to go see it. You don't have to go see that immediately. It's going to be there. Movies like The Menu, movies like Glass Onion, they're not going to be there very long, you know. Uh, so check them out when you can. Yeah, and something like Black Panther, it, by the time – it, you finally find time to watch it at theater. It'll be on Disney Plus. You're, you're never not going to be able to watch that. That's not something they're going to toss in the vault, and you're not right. going to be able to see. And some of these movies, like you know, these smaller run movies, will be harder to find on streaming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be all over Disney Plus's main page for the next foreseeable future. Where they go catch up on all the stuff so you can see the 52nd sequel of the MCU universe. Uh, but anyway, Glass Onion in theaters right now. So okay, let's um, let's Wednesday real quick. Netflix. These are all been Netflix productions. Netflix produced Glass Onion. It's going to be on Netflix uh, by Christmas. Uh, they produced Slumberland, and they did Wednesday, which everybody's been talking about. Um, you know, Christina Ricci's in it, you know, which is a big like, whoa, Christina Ricci. Um, and, you know, everybody's talking about the cast. Everybody's talking about Tim Burton. Uh, I don't like it at all. Okay, cool. I'm glad I'm not alone. Cause... I, I will say, I will say that the the casting for Wednesday and the Adams Family is amazing and completely lost. Mm, Luis Guzman looks like... He does look exactly like Gomez, but there's no energy there. Well, they had. You've only seen the first episode, and I've you know I've seen through the episode four. There's not a whole lot of him. He comes but, back in episode five. I'm gonna give him a chance because he looks the part. And but Pugsley, compared to a John Astin and a well, Raul Julia, Julia, and the energy's uh, different. What's his name? Uh, Star Wars guy. Uh, oh yeah, uh, know, Moon yeah. Knight dude. Mm-hmm. What's his name? I know you're from the animated that, yeah. movie. He, uh, Louis Guzman is just a totally different Gomez from all of them because. But Wednesday is perfect. Mm, no, her her you know, keep watching. She's perfect for a continuation of the Christina Ricci, Ricci popularized version 100%. of Wednesday, not the comic. true to comic or TV show Wednesday. But I I think she's fantastic. But I think she's completely wasted in the show because this show is so stupid. Uh, and the idea that she has the powers just kind of undermines the whole thing about like Adam's family because if they yes. can be if they can have superpowers beyond um, uh, 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 Uncle Fester like Uncle Fester is like the only one that should have like any kind of of weird supernatural weird ability, abilities which is just putting a light bulb in his and mouth not dying you yeah. know um, or, but yeah. as Dina said I don't mind Wednesday as a supernatural uh, YA thriller young adult thriller but uh, comedy show but using the Adams Family for it was no good and that was my biggest complaint because you put it, you're putting the Adams Family 
it's basically like Wednesday Adams goes to a Hogwartsian Sabrina the Teenage Witch school. Yeah, everyone's and, werewolves. And so now you're in a world that like everyone has powers. You have seers and werewolves and uh, harpies, sirens, and sirens, and, yeah, and gorgons, like, and you know. But so somehow Wednesday's still edgy. So like, now all of a sudden the Adams family has nothing special about them. No. They're not weird because they're in a world where people in this town drink are like, blood. Yeah, you know, they're like, oh. A werewolf ate my friend again the other day, and the sheriff's like, "Dang it, we really gotta gotta figure this out, dude." Tell him it was a bear, I guess. Again, yeah, you know, and and, and they go to the school, which you know, Wednesday is just person that's into really dark stuff she's she's cold she's into like murder and you know all this kind of stuff she doesn't have other than being kind of a psychic in the show but they're all acting like she's the craziest and weirdest and it's like bro you are a vampire you literally drink blood and murder for sustenance you know and y'all are like Oh, but I heard she put piranhas in a pool. She's dangerous. I'm like, you drink blood. Like, yeah. you're not addressing the world that you created and make it how stupid this is and how the character of Wednesday Adams, it, she loses her, the Adams family, like you said, it loses its creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spookiness when everything in this world Oh, is. no, but they literally said that phrase in the show, so it makes it okay. God. You see? So that was the, and that's the only fan service callback thing that they do at all. Uh, but the, the thing about giving her powers is if she has powers, where's Gomez and Morticia's powers? Uh, why is Pugly, Pugsley a, a punk ass in this, too? Which it's like, I hate the thing about making Pugsley like a helpless, like, little wiener. Scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's, uh, he's always picked on like a younger brother. But Pugsley is a destructive force of his own. He's the explosive expert. Like, if you go back through to the original comics, like... He, he and Gomez bond through their love of, like, violence and destruction and explosions. And Morticia and, and, and Wednesday are kind of the the, the dark, goth, death-obsessed sort of whatever. Um, you know, and, and I think Barry Sonnefeld's portrayal of the Addams Family in his two movies, the, the Addams, Family, Addams Family Values, you know, borrowed from the comics in a lot of good ways um, and gave them their own kind of stand-up. But, like, as Night Alishley said, she's always worried, we've been curious about their world their world is our world and that's what makes them odd that, is that's why they're so strange and weird and people fear them but in a world where you have real life monsters why and, are you and creeped things? out by thing when a dude literally has a fish tail and swims in the lake like you didn't right. see that episode, but well, you but, know. yeah. I mean, I saw that there's girls that touch the water and they get the scales because they're sirens. They 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 exist to lure people to their deaths, or like there's werewolves. A gorgon that who eat turns people, people to stone, and yeah, and and people that control things with their minds, and they're like, oh, I'll just pull these stone things off these walls. Uh, all of a sudden, the Adams family is there's nothing strange or, no. or spooky or ooky and they're just goth where's grandmama on this yeah where is grandmama she needs to she's not in this but she needs to make an appearance and velvet santa says and there's no adam's family rap um believe it's do what they want to do say what they want to say live how they want to live play how they want to play um something to something then dance when they see a friend adam's family you know and then they're too legit um yeah that's how thanks mc hammer um not else she says it kind of makes me think of a show oh hotel transylvania yeah you know the the, the problem is, is is you know the adams family in the extended world that barry sonnefeld helped create you know and and even in the original tv show and the comics you have people like cousin it which opens up like their family is a, still a family of weirdos but not like in a world where there's all these werewolves and they're just a different flavor of weird they're this unique like you know alternate thing right and this removes every bit of that to make it sabrina the teenage witch meets hogwarts meets twilight meets teen com love triangles and uh you know i do like the fact that they show a little bit more gore and blood which i think is cool but um for the most part i'm just not really feeling it it just feels kind of weak and and try hardy but anyway i'm gonna finish it so uh, yeah mean, as vince says it's a fish out of water not a lake of weirdo fish yeah, you know? exactly, and and it's like uh, the very first episode, which is fair. The only the, as far as I've gotten into it so far, but I don't have a um, I don't feel like I want to get further into it just because it's not Adam's family. It's definitely just like a using Wednesday is a marketable like hot goth sort of thing that they want young people to say, "Ooh, cool." 
Yeah, exactly. It's like something just Tim Burton wanted to do, and he he slapped the Adams Family skin and, and name on it to be able to market it for what he wants. But it's it's yeah, more of Netflix's Sabrina. Yes, it is. It's a continuation of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I watched all of, by the way. Um, See, I totally got out of that as soon as they're like, "Oh well, there's like the devil, and he's gonna come up." It's and so. I mean, he's gonna be. He's gonna pull his dick out. I mean, don't worry about it. And it, I was like, I hate this show. It, it's funny because it like that show hit like a trashy sort of um, nerve that that I just couldn't stop watching, much like True Blood did for me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, this show is so dumb, but I'm going to keep watching. And that's what Sabrina did. It's like, I was this far in. I got I to gotta see it to the end. And as Vince says, bottom line, it seemed too young adult for, for me. And it is. It's very young adult, which is odd because the Adams Family was never, even the Barry Sonnefeld movies, which were family friendly. That's, that's a big thing that I have um, beef with is that family friendly should be fun for the whole family. Not something that adults have to sit through because it appeals to the kids. Yeah. And it should appeal to everyone. And that's what the first Adams Family did so well. It had adult stuff. It had stuff that kids would like. But it wasn't like, kids, kids, kids. We like kids. Kids like goth stuff right now. So this is what you're going to like. And we're going to go boy crazy. We're going to love triangle like Twilight. And ugh. Yeah. And the thing, too, thinking about it really, is that Wednesday, like you said, it's like everyone's like, oh, goth chick. You know, let's just focus on her. We'll, we'll make her older so that you can... Sexualize Wednesday or whatever instead of her being a kid. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing about it is in uh, what family values it was kind of Wednesday and Pugsley heavy. Mm-hmm. But it was enough of the balance between the family and Wednesday to make that work. And then the Adams the new animated movies the second one had enough. Uh, it was Wednesday heavy. Uh, but she was super angsty in it. You know about wanting to get away from the family. But it was still enough about the family that mm-hmm. made it work because the Adams family doesn't work when it's not the Adams family right. because it really needs to follow they all bring something to the table Gomez you know? and, and Morticia and, and Fester it needs to have that the the, the brotherhood of, of Gomez and Fester the the uh, the parentage of, of Gomez and Morticia to make the rest of the family kind of work because Grandma doesn't work. Lurch doesn't work. Uh, They're all just appendages you, of, you know, this the, the nucleic family that is the story. Yeah. You know? Um, because they all have their, they all have different things that they that they contribute, and uh, we, yeah, when you separate them, it just makes it weak, and then you have to give her magic powers and make yeah, it silly. and and then that fir- in the first episode, like Wednesday just hates everything about her and, and family, why? which is just so against what everything else Adam's family's ever been is that no she, matter yeah. what, the family stays a family. Which if you like the '90s movies, that was the whole thing is that the whole family wants to come together and make Fester a part of the family again. Yeah. And the whole thing is no matter how hard he tries to hurt them or, or push away or, or take from them, they're like, no, they got to stick. Adams has got to stick together. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what makes it work. Uh, everything about this is but not selling it to Gen Z is like, nobody understands me. I'm such a rugged individual. Good. Uh, I'm, a parents. I'm in a, I'm in a goth school full of outcasts and somehow me only wearing black is like weird. Like there's, this is the most colorful, happy go lucky, um, college full of, of, of people that should not be weird by a person that wears black all the time. Um, Anyway, whatever it, I'm not enjoying it, and uh, there's that. So uh, we got it. We got to move. Uh, Dina says Adamson is supposed to be the antithesis, and they made her a normal angsty teen, basically. You know, uh, and it's yeah, it's it just it feels flat. Like they're I think they're squandering the character, especially when I think she is really great at this performance, and I'm sad that the whole show falling around her is is kind of just weak, but okay, uh, box office roundup, we gotta we gotta move, we are running low on time I'm gonna turn things over to Jake, and it was a five day weekend, it was a holiday weekend November 23rd through 27th um, this is uh, you know, a big weekend, holiday weekends generally are, because a lot of these movies came out on Wednesday because it was the holiday um, weekend. So we're going to go for the number 10 movie, going to go all the way up to number one. We only give you domestic numbers because that's what movie producers and studios care about the most. So, Jake, give it a go. All right, here we go. Uh, coming in at number 10 in its second week of release, She Said brought in $1.5 million. 
after two weeks. Yeah, and its total after two weeks is four point three five million. Honestly, I don't even know what this movie is. Uh, it's about the Me Too movement. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I see. Uh, then coming in, number nine, Six Weeks Out, Ticket to Paradise. That movie has done way better than I ever would have thought from less people than like, perfect people like marketing. People like those two. They like them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they didn't need to market it. What do they, need? they got two faces out there that people like. Yep. Uh, $2.6 million this past week, bringing it up to $65 million at the box office. Not so bad. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number eight, which I didn't realize this movie was already out. And it's it was third week. It was LA, New York for like two weeks. And then this was its wide release. Week. Yeah, which wide release? It's only in 638 theaters. Right. Uh, the Fablemans, Steven Spielberg's movie about Steven Spielberg, uh, bringing in $3 million this past week, making its total 3.46. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's just starting to A good get theater any average, kind of money. though. Not a bad theater average sure, per, yeah. per mean, screen. Yeah, if it gets more out there, it might bring in some more dollars because uh, I'm sure Spielberg's story is very interesting <laughs> uh, as told and edited by Spielberg. By Spielberg, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then number seven, second week, Bones and All, uh, $3.6 million. Uh, and it's, so yeah, second week, it's now in 2,700 theaters. Yeah. Its total is 3.7. So it only made like $100,000. It's First it was again another out. one of those LA New York yeah. only. But uh, I'm sure T- Timothy Chalamet will be bringing in more ticket sales because uh, people really like that guy. Uh, and then six week of release coming in at number six, Black Adam still hanging in there. Brought in four, just under four and a half million dollars the past week, making its total 162.8. That one is already out on streaming. I'm not sure how that affects it. Uh, I'm sure, it has for, to drop it. You know. It's uh, yeah theater average, uh, but I think Warner Brothers wanted to get that available online so they could uh, bring in as much as possible while the hype was still there. Um, in in its second week of release, number five, the menu uh, brought in seven point six million dollars. I absolutely loved. Talked about it all last week. If you want to download that episode on Spotify or check out the live stream repeat, uh, phenomenal movie. Yeah, uh, that brings its domestic total just under nineteen million. So. Uh, not bad for that one. I still need to see it. It's really uh, good. I would like to, yeah, looks good. Uh, you told me a little bit about it too. Sounded great. Uh, and coming in at number four in its first week of release, Devotion brought in $9 million. All right. Not bad. Dang. Uh, and then number three, the Netflix movie reviewed by you on the show moments ago, $13.2 million. Again, not bad. Considering it was only in 700 theaters. Yeah. Just shy of 700 theaters brought in a humongous quite a bit. It would have yeah. been the number one if it, if it had had that same theater average, it would have been uh, in a wider release, it would have been the number one movie by a long shot. Yeah, it's in 60 more <clears throat> theaters than uh, The Fablemans and brought in 10 million more dollars in its first week of release. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. looking for tickets for it, and almost every every uh, um showing was sold out, so yeah. Also, first week of release, uh, Disney Pictures, Strange World, brought in $18.8 million. They are, Disney is not happy about this one because they said it had some uh, $130 million budget. Uh, They said it had a big advertising budget, but I don't think they used that advertising budget well. And I've heard a lot of people getting backlash about how woke this movie is, apparently. I haven't, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I don't really know the the synopsis too much or what woke parts, like the, the... dregs of america are complaining about but um it's disney's not happy with this one happens from time to time uh and then number one and it's third week out also from disney something they are probably more than happy about 63.8 million dollars uh black panther 2 wakanda forever uh, bringing its domestic total up to 367.5 million bucks so it's a lot of money it's a lot of bucks uh, but there you go. Yeah, that's the top ten movies in America. You can see all those. Uh, we obviously recommend The Menu and Glass Onion. Uh, I do want to check out Bones and All this week. That's probably going to be one that I see as well as The Violent Night coming out this weekend. I definitely want to see Violent Night. I might force myself to watch some more Wednesday. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and finish it. I'm halfway through. I want to, you know, I pretty much think I've figured out what the the monster is. But you know, one you, of the werewolves. You, you want to? No, I don't think it is. Uh, but you want to you want to see it through. So um, 
there you have it. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Feel free to like and subscribe wherever it is you like to do your live streaming, Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. Uh, Twitch is a lot of fun because subs go directly in our pocket, and you can catch us a little bit early and uh, jump into the chat, which is a lot of fun. Hey, Furious Apology, cheers to you as well. You can always download this version uh, of the audio only wherever it is you get your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, Apple Apple Music. Is it even called iTunes anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I live in a different place. Twitch, too, you can have some of the fun emotes like the up-and-comers. Uh, it's coming soon uh, as from a suggestion of Vince. Bostradamus emote. That's Ooh, a good idea. I need to, uh, the robes. Um, <clears throat> we'll figure something out. But thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you guys next week. Um, right here, same time, same channel. Driving Speaker Box, 8 o'clock, Central Standard Time. Do There's it. Vince with the collection of emotes up there looking good. Dude, all those tier threes. Congratulations, man. All right, we're out of here. See ya. Bye. As you leave the theater, folks, Please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.